Welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, wife, mother of two and homemaker. Come along with me as I share my love for simple living, growing in my allotment garden, diving into what it means to be an urban homesteader and embracing life as a mother and homemaker. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Slow Living Collective podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am filming this, recording this, however you want to phrase it, on a beautiful Sunday. The spring is in the air and I know you're not even going to hear this until probably even late spring, but I like to batch record these episodes and it's just nice to have that hope of spring in the air and hopefully by the time you're listening to this we are many many months through a beautiful spring so on to today's episode anyway which is absolutely not related to spring at all and I want to talk about multi-level marketing but more importantly and more specifically I want to talk about the anti-MLM education that exists and what people say about it and why I personally think that anti-MLM education is not anti-women. So let's dive into it. So if you're new here and you've not heard my previous multi-level marketing episodes or maybe this is the first episode you're landing on, I'm Amy and I am a former multi-level marketing hun. That's the way I would explain myself. I was in a multi-level marketing company for around, gosh, it's been so long that now I can't even remember. I think it was around four to five years. So a really decent chunk of time. And ever since I left, I left just around the time that my first child was born, my daughter. And yeah haven't looked back since and it's really interesting because it was um, something that happened that sort of clicked on in my mind that this doesn't seem to be right and and bear in mind that I'd been in the company for sort of like four to five years like I said so yeah it was interesting and I do think that there does come a point for many people where they're like hold on a second this isn't making sense to me anymore and for some people that is over a matter of months some it's a matter of years for some people it's even a matter of decades um you know we have to remember that in multi-level marketing the people that are being recruited on the whole are the victims. Now, do I think that those people can go on to be the manipulators? Absolutely, I do. I believe that there are people that certainly through luck and not work, but through luck, actually make their way up through companies. And then I think they become much more aware of the structure, the way it works, the manipulation tactics. And so while I do think that people in multi-level marketing on the whole um, are victims, I do believe that there is also this sort of like this narrow channel of people that do make it, you know, into the top levels and the top ranks of these companies, which then do in turn become the perpetrators for this unethical business model. So when I finally saw the light and decided to leave multi-level marketing, I 
I started to listen to and watch and consume a lot of anti-multi-level marketing content and that was from people who were like myself, had been in multi-level marketing and had left, people that had been all kinds of ranks of the companies that they were in, sort of, you know, there were even people who were top income earners and, you know, were to some extent aware of of what they were participating in and it was just fascinating to me because piece by piece bit by bit it reopened my mind like I left because oh I might as well go into it it's not a secret but I was um in a multi-level marketing company a wellness company and you know they pretty much um we're in the sort of health wellness supplement space and I like I said I'd been with them for four to five years to me the moment where I suddenly started to question anything was after I had had my first child I had been you know extremely busy having my child or firstly at the end of my pregnancy just taking some time to just rest relax prepare and I wasn't really doing all that much in terms of running my quote-unquote business and so I then had my baby I had quite a difficult delivery with my daughter I had a very very um, upsetting and complicated breastfeeding experience with her and I just just didn't engage with the business side of things at all so it was several weeks after I'd given birth and I was just taking some time out after a feed she was napping and I was just scrolling on Facebook and Facebook was where we did a lot of our um, team stuff we had like groups and things like that so it was only natural that by scrolling on Facebook I would come across stuff related to the business and so I did notice there was a post and on there it was talking about like I can't quite remember but I think it was something along the lines of like what is a barrier to you um working like what any questions you have for top leaders and this particular post was for one of our uplines she was at the top rank of the company she had got to the top rank of the company incredibly quickly and it was uh, you know just questions um to her about you know how you could run your business now remember at this point was still very indoctrinated in the whole multi-level marketing business like the light had not gone on at all and so I when I came across that I was like oh I will just ask a question while I'm here and while I've got a second you know I haven't done anything in my business for a couple of months because you know been having this baby and you know it would be my intention eventually to you know come back and and do this around her which is one of the most um I would say the most oh, I can't even think of the word just common things that is sort of promoted around multi-level marketing you know you can work around your children you can work around this that it fits in with your life blah 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 all of that and so I thought I will I'll ask a question I will ask how because you know this person had children as well and I will ask how do you manage running a successful business 
while you have very small baby right so my I don't know how old my daughter was she's gonna be probably in the realms of like four to six weeks old right very tiny very newborn so I came across this post I asked the question you know how do you manage to you know run your business while um caring for a newborn because anyone that's cared for a newborn knows that there is not much time to do anything else and I was just curious like how are these people doing it because I just don't foresee it in my world and it was really interesting as well because when I posted that there were a couple of comments underneath my post saying like oh I would be really interested in this as well I've recently had a baby or someone was in like in the latter stages of pregnancy you know how how do you deal with it so you know in in everyone's heads they that that was at the same sort of season of life as me was like how do we how do we do this and not just how do we do it how do we do it when we don't have businesses that are thriving like the 0.4% of the people at the top of the company right when you don't have a thriving business how do you find the time when you can't pay to outsource things to people you can't you know get someone to do your cleaning or your washing and those sorts of things not saying that they, these people do that but you know when everything falls to you and within your family then you know how do you manage so like I said I left this question lots of other people were interested as well came off the app forgot about it and I went back on to scroll on Facebook like I think it was maybe a few hours later or the next day and I saw that this top leader had responded and she responded and she was like um and by the way she knew how tiny my newborn was and she was just telling the little group of us that were really interested that we should be prioritizing our business we should be passing off our baby to our husbands, partners, mums, mother-in-laws, whoever. We should be passing off our newborn child to somebody else for a period of time so that we could focus on our business. And I, I wasn't surprised by the response. I wasn't surprised by the response at all. And in fact, it was when she said that and I was in the midst of like a really traumatic um, breastfeeding experience and um, I would have done anything to have been able to breastfeed anything like I was committing my whole world to it and um, yeah, that, that's a topic for a different podcast I've done uh, a couple of episodes on breastfeeding grief and trauma you can go back and um, have a listen to those but when she told me that, when she responded to my question with that, that the answer would be you need to give up the time with your child. If you want to be successful, you have to miss these early moments. These early moments that most parents, and bear in mind, this is a US-based business. Their maternity leave and their maternity rights are not in par with ours. You know, we get a year off work with um, maternity leave and not off work obviously it's still work it's a lot of work but you know a year off of our paid employment and 
Now we can take that or not take it as we so wish, but it was just astounding to me that these companies continue to promote this idea that to be successful, you need to take time uh, away from your children in, in their very, very early moments. You miss everything that those early moments provide. And I wasn't surprised by the answer because I think I kind of knew that's the answer I was going to get. Like, you just need to make time to do it. Stop prioritising your child and prioritise your business. And, you know, that I was a first-time mum, a brand-new mum. I was finding my feet. I was having a difficult experience with breastfeeding. And it was not what I wanted to hear. And... It suddenly made me question the ethics of everything. If you are telling new mothers who have been, you know, leaving comments saying like, you know, between feeding and taking care of the baby and then sleeping when they're sleeping, and it doesn't always happen, but you know, when they're down, like the first thing you want to do is like, right, that's it. I'm I need to rest. And that is certainly my experience twice of having newborn babies, you know, at night especially, you know, and then they go down in the evening before they're going to wake for like a, a late feed and just getting my head down and, and trying to get some rest. And the last thing I feel like you should be promoting is like, yeah, run yourself into, a, you know, a state of absolute exhaustion because you're already going to be absolutely exhausted from giving birth. And if you are, whether you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, you know, the constant of um, feeding and taking care of the baby and trying to get as much rest as you can. Like, and you're telling people that they, you need to, they need to run themselves ragged to actually continue to run a business where you know you know that 99% of people 99.6% of people are never going to succeed come on now so yeah that from that moment i was like is this is this okay <laughs> And then I started to look more into it. The more I looked into it, the more I thought, oh my goodness, no, <laughs> I am, I'm getting out of this. And I'm just incredibly grateful, actually, that I can sort of, sort, I guess, bookend the experience in that it never impacted my life with my children because, you know, my daughter, I hadn't worked doing it up until asking that question and then from answering that question I was like no Tara I'm done. It's funny though because once I started looking into multi-level marketing and I found sort of like the anti-multi-level marketing movement or anti-MLM I I suddenly like like my mind was exploding and if you've been in the same position maybe you were in a multi-level marketing company and you have been manipulated and controlled with all of these cult-like tactics you actually when you open your eyes and you're on the other side you're like 
oh my goodness. And I was like reading stuff of people that came before me and, you know, blazing the trail for this sort of movement of, you know, why we need to be against multi-level marketing. And everything I read was like, oh my gosh, yes, that happened. Yes, that happened. Yes, that happened. From people all across the industry, from all different companies. And yeah, it's just mind blowing. And for a really long time, actually, I would just really consume myself with anti-MLM education. And it was on my old Instagram account when I first started sharing about it. And boy, did I get some pushback. Boy, did I get pushback. Oh, from all sorts of things like people telling me that they were unfollowing me and then, which I don't care about, but you know, if you're going to go, just go, you don't need to announce it. Um, Somebody made a video about me, it still tickles me to this day. And I guess the thing is, you know, when you're in a multi-level marketing company, like you don't want to hear it. You just don't want to hear it. And you are taught, controlled (laughs) that, you know, and told, I guess, that anybody that questions what you do, anybody that is, you know, maybe a former multi-level marketing recruit, if they are talking negatively about the business model, about the products, then they're just a hater. They were somebody who wasn't very successful. And like, this is literally what you're told. It's literally what you're told. And you believe it because it's a cult. (laughs) And you believe these things to be true. Um, multi-level marketing companies are incredibly, incredibly cult-like. There is, you know, you just have to have a look. Um, Dr. Stephen Hassan um, does a lot of work on cults and he has something called the bite model of authoritarian control. It is terrifying how closely multi-level marketing and cults are. It is why often they're referred to as commercial cults. But I definitely recommend, you know, if it's something that you're interested in, just having a look at some anti-MLM education. Now, the anti-MLM education space is not, you know, perfect by any means. And, you know, sometimes things can spill over there as well. It's something I try not to be too much of a part of. I just like to stay in my own lane. I like to share my experience, share what I've learned about multi-level marketing and why I have an anti-multi-level marketing stance. Um, But something that comes up time and time again from people who are in multi-level marketing is that people who engage in anti-MLM education are anti-women. And so I wanted to delve into that a little bit as well. So anti-MLM education is often seen as anti-women because it is predominantly women that are involved in these schemes. Now, why is it predominantly women who are involved in these schemes? Because women often have many, many different things that actually penalise them in the workspace. Now, whether that be that they want to stay home with their children and still bring in an income or whether they have returned to work but they wish that they could be home. That is another classic indoctrination tip from the multi-level marketing crew. They also have, you know, we have a massive gender pay gap. Women are 
just generally more vulnerable to the messaging of multi-level marketing just just in the very nature of of women and women's rights and I want to explain from my perspective why I don't believe anti-MLM education is anti-women at all so there's this question that's often banded around in multi-level marketing that to be anti-MLM is to be anti-women. And this comes from the idea among the reps that if you go ahead and call out the predatory nature of the business model, which, by the way, is inherently unethical and for the most part does not enable the majority to make money. Let's remember that the statistics are that 99% of people, 99.6% of people will not make money or worse, will actually lose money. And so they believe that to call out this predatory nature of the business model, which to be fair, many of them haven't quite got their head round. Um, they think that this means that you are being anti-women or anti-feminist. Now, like I've mentioned, women are the majority of recruits in multi-level marketing. It's something nuts, like over 75% of the industry is comprised of women. And every year, millions upon millions of women are lured into these multi-level marketing or network marketing schemes. They call it all sorts. They call it multi-level marketing, network marketing, social selling. They sometimes call it affiliate marketing, which if you're a content creator, you know that that is the furthest away from affiliate marketing. Talk about tar or with a horrendous brush. <laughs> oh my goodness. Maybe I will do a podcast or a blog post or something about the differences there. Um, and yeah, so these people are lured into multi-level marketing. They are promised things like financial freedom, flexibility around their family, women empowerment, all of these things. But in reality, multi-level marketing companies often do more harm than good. They exploit a women's financial vulnerability. They trap them in a cycle of debt, disappointment, and more so that they feel like they are failing themselves and their families. Now, many argue that anti-MLM education is anti-women because it targets a predominantly female audience. But I think the truth is that is the actually the opposite and that I think educating people about the pitfalls of multi-level marketing is absolutely crucial to the well-being of women and also the success of women. So I don't think it's anti-women. I think it's very pro-women because I personally, I don't want somebody else to fall for the pitfalls that I fell for. Now, from the dangers of multi-level marketing the importance of escaping the cycle and the absolute role and education and empowerment that anti-MLM education provides. I think it is essential, absolutely essential and absolutely necessary. So first of all, multi-level marketing really exploits women's financial vulnerability and it does that first and foremost by presenting this really false image of success and opportunity. Now, we have all seen these people on Instagram, right? They are absolutely living the dream. They don't have a nine to five job. They have this quote unquote business that they're working. They do in the spare moments of their day. They just have all of this freedom. They can travel. They can, you know, purchase what they want they are successful business women they have this huge team of other like-minded successful women 
it sounds like the dream. And what this does is preys on women who may be struggling, maybe they are struggling to make ends meet, maybe they wish that they could be home with their children or they're looking for flexible working from home opportunities. And because of this, women often fall victim to the tactics that these MLM companies are promoting. And it's this promise of financial independence, which we know 99.6% of people will never achieve. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like great odds to me. So, and it's this false image of success and what the opportunity, quote unquote opportunity, can provide within multi-level marketing that really encourages women to look at it. I've seen people, and it's crazy, this is how persuasive these multi-level marketing companies can be in their promotion. And I should probably, probably disclaimer this, there'll be disclaimers in the show notes anyway, because, oh my goodness, can you not say anything about multi-level marketing? Um, But it's... It's not the multi-level marketing companies themselves that are promoting a lot of these tactics. They are not innocent. Let me put it that way. They are not innocent. But a lot of the promotion is obviously delegated to their reps. And that way they can very much draw a line and distinguish that there's a difference between the company themselves and the reps that represent them. Um, You can take from that what you wish um i think the line is a fine one but you know there we go and so it is very difficult for women who are bombarded with this on on social media that we really are bombarded with it and i'll be honest with you i have seen right i know about multi-level marketing i have lived through it i have been on the other side of it. I have researched it. I know all of the uh, trauma actually that comes with having to de-school yourself from the cult. And it's funny because I know all of this. I know all of this. And still, on occasion, I have seen an quote-unquote opportunity and I thought, hmm, that sounds really good. I have never thought about rejoining. You will never see me rejoin one of these things. But that just goes to show how persuasive and how strong the messaging is. And I have seen people who have been so vehemently anti-multi-level marketing who have actually never been part of one but have been so so strong in their opinion on multi-level marketing who then suddenly are like hey uh, I've joined this business and you're like what are you doing (laughs) what are you doing and the problem is when people are in multi-level marketing it is too late it's too late. I know we all want to go to them and shake them and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? But they can't hear you and they have to come to it in their own time. It's it's incredible the, the pressure that is put on you 
even before you are recruited. It is all full of persuasion and, like I keep saying, very, very close to cult-like tactics, if not cult-like tactics themselves. And it, in the recruitment process, while you are, you know, potentially interested, they've already got you. They have already got you. And let me be honest here. People who are in multi-level marketing predominantly, and I I separate those who, the 99.6% who are not thriving, I separate them from the 0.4%. I think the 0.4%, like I said, are very aware now of what they are doing. I don't think they were at the beginning, but I think once you get to a certain point, I think you're very aware with how the companies are structured, how they work, how you make money. And I think you understand that it is at the detriment of the 99.6% who largely are not making money. And so when I'm referring to the victims of multi-level marketing, I'm referring to the 99.6%. I'm not referring to the 0.4% because I think they're quite aware. And it's, it's incredible, like I said, how you're already, once you're in the recruitment process, you're already caught, you're already being subjected to the cult-like tactics, but largely, you're probably being recruited by one of the 99.6%, and they are unaware of what they are doing, because it's just learned behaviour, they learn it from the people that went before them, somewhere within the team structure, you know, there are multiple teams across companies, hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands potentially. But within the team structure, certainly from my experience, you know, you have um you have people who are up there in that 0.4%. You have some top some top leaders, some people who have made their way up the compensation plan and are making a really absolutely mind-blowing money at the detriment of everybody else. And they are just teaching replication that is what multi-level marketing teaches you replication do what I do hey I'm this top leader this is how I got to the top of the company because the person before me trained me to do the same I'm going to train you to do the same some of you will succeed most of you weren't and then the ones that do succeed it's everybody it's just replication you are just replicating what somebody else has told you to do and unfortunately it is not necessarily that ethical and I I just it, it blows my mind still um that you can be actually so unaware of what you're doing while you're doing it it is actually terrifying and terrifying to the point like I've had messages before from people and they ma- it makes me roll my eyes on like a massive scale because people are like oh I always knew multi-level marketing was awful I would never fall for it and it's so condescending it's so condescending because it's like dude it's a cult and actually with the right environment it would be the perfect storm and you absolutely could fall for it you're not better than anybody else and um yeah those messages always make me roll my eyes because it's like actually I've seen people who you know have said that and then are like hey check out my new business and you're like no (laughs) and it's just proof that everybody everybody is susceptible to these tactics that's why they're cult-like tactics right because you don't even realize that they're happening to you and 
it's it's mind-blowing so if you're one of these people that sits there and says I would never fall for that like don't rest on your laurels right because it absolutely could happen absolutely and these things they get more and more clever so anyway after that little run um I want to move on to um talking about the this sense of community that they create so multi-level marketing has a very very strong focus on the emotional side of things and creating this sense of community among members and this really encourages women into believing they're part of a supportive network and actually in a world where we actually are what more disconnected from our village than ever before particularly as mothers then actually this idea of this really supportive network is actually quite a draw and I've I have heard people even say back when I was in multi-level marketing that they actually joined for the network and the the friendship than anything else because that's what they saw on someone's social media and they were like I want in on that and so it's not always just about the money it can actually be about so many different aspects and that's why these people are selling a lifestyle if they were just selling you on you know you can make a ton of money then you know maybe we would have more questions maybe we wouldn't but maybe we would have more questions but you know when you are able to think about things like I can work this around my current job I can work this around my life I can work this around my children I could be able to work more flexibly I'll be able to have more money to do more fun stuff I have this amazing support network of people that I have never had before we're all pulling in the same direction, we all want the same, you know, want to achieve the same goal, and so it can feel very much like, you know, um, you're finally part of something that you've always wanted to be part of, this is love bombing, right, when you join a multi-level marketing company, you are love bombed to death, prior to joining, you are a bit more subtly love bombed, and it is that love bombing, you know, that making you feel so good about the choices that you're making, uh, that actually encourages you to not only join, but to stay as well. Um, because you don't want to lose that supportive network right you have people that are shouting you out and loving on you and you think this is amazing I've never met people like this before they're all conditioned in the cult as well you're all just a product of this huge exploitation and actually what does happen right so one of one of the questions I had for myself when I was like I'm done with this I was like what about all the friends I've made because I did make some amazing friends and you know I questioned that to me I had to take the risk and I had to say I don't think that you know I can continue just for that and I had to hope that if I left, those friends would stay. I'm here to tell you that it doesn't always happen. Um, and I think anybody that's left multi-level marketing will probably attest to the same. Now, I actually left the same time as like my BFF from um, from our multi-level marketing days. We didn't know each other prior to joining. We met each other. So I obviously live here in the UK. She lives in the US. I might try and convince her to come on the podcast with me because uh, me and her, we've got some stories, but we didn't even, we, we were on the same sort of wider team 
and we met at one of the company conferences and yeah we were just like firm friends ever since and it was funny we were both um sort of like always kicking against the same tide and complaining about the same things and yeah we just um we ended up leaving at the same time and it was definitely the right decision for us we both came to the decision separately and then discussed it together we both left we have been well we've been out of the company for like four years and um yeah we yeah we're just still good friends and uh, it really helped having somebody else to unpack the trauma with and I don't say the word trauma lightly and I'm not being flippant about that because multi-level marketing is very cult-like you have to detransition from a lot of behaviors that you had learned was the norm that really were not the norm and so I do think that there is a lot to unpack some people um do refer to the other side of multi-level marketing especially if you've been on in a while and have been in quite deeply um some people refer to you know multi-level marketing ptsd and you know i i can understand because it's a cult and it's not just a flippant remark um i would never make flippant remarks about um serious conditions there is a lot to unpack about detransitioning out from a cult and I don't think the transition from a cult back to non-cult life in terms of multi-level marketing is given enough recognition and I think there is a lot that comes with it um, in your personal life, in interpersonal relationships, in the way that you conduct yourself, in the shame that you are left with. And um, I think it would be fantastic if more knowledge was put out there and more resources for people to actually um make the move because I think we need more support for people who want to leave their multi-level marketing companies if you've never been in one or you've only been in one for a short period of time maybe and weren't really that deep in it you might think like Amy it's not that deep but I promise you it is that deep it really is that deep and I would urge you to if it's a topic you're interested in obviously to just delve more into the connections between multi-level marketing and cults and I just think that it's often very difficult for people to rationalize what they've just been through you know and I think yeah I just think we need more resources and more help for people so that um you know they they can settle back into normal life again because life isn't normal when you're in multi-level marketing. So anyway, I went slightly off topic there, but we were talking about the um, the support network. And yeah, most of the people that I was bestest buds with in multi-level marketing uh, blocked me, deleted me. Um, yes, particularly when I started speaking out about multi-level marketing. However, 
I have a great group of people who didn't block me and delete me who were in multi-level marketing with me who went through the same stuff as I did have come out the other side and are trying to just refigure out their lives like a lot of us are three four five years out and you know it's uh it's a work in progress and that's when I say that you know to not be flippant about multi-level marketing and the damage that it does because it's a difficult one and I've actually got plans to have some guests on from my multi-level marketing uh, days and um, I hope that those will come to fruition at some time throughout this year and we'll be able to sort of delve I guess a little more deeper into other people's experiences as well and I hope hopefully that will then sort of share you know, the ways in which this is a really, really damaging structure. It's really essential to, I feel like, the wider world to continue to counter the misleading messages that multi-level marketing companies and their reps spread. And the only way to do that is to continue to educate everyone. But, you know, I know this episode is particularly about women and women are the prime target. So particularly women and continue to just educate them on the realities of what these companies and schemes really are. Um, Because if people have more understanding of them, then women are better able to make informed decisions. Because mostly that 99.6%, they're either not making money or they're losing money. And you just don't want to join something where you're going to lose money. No, because most people join so they can make extra money. And this is the cycle of multi-level marketing. But not only that, you know, what everything I just said, it leaves you with a legacy, a multi-level marketing legacy and not a good one. And I just feel like, you know, there is no way that sharing anti-multi-level marketing and sharing the truths around it can be anti-women. It it just can't be. The, the premise of it all is to protect women and to enable them to have all the information to make a choice and hopefully do so without the cult behaviours infiltrating them. Now, like I mentioned, multi-level marketing is not a reliable source of income at all. And we know that women are often promised financial freedom, flexible work, better work-life balance around their children. But we know that 99.6% of women, um, or anyone, 99.6% of people in multi-level marketing are not going to make a penny. And like I said, many end up losing money, they lose relationships, and they damage their mental health, which is what I already spoke about. Many multi-level marketing companies require at least some financial investment, even the ones that say they're free, (laughs) even the ones that say they're free. Uh, It can sometimes be things such as purchasing uh, welcome kits or business kits. Some it is buying inventory. Now, a lot of them don't carry inventory anymore, but, you know, there are often 
clauses as to you have to have a certain amount of purchases before you'll get your commissions and if people are not selling then they might buy that themselves I mean let's be honest one of the things that was often said in my multi-level marketing company is you have to be a product of the product which basically means that you need to be using the products so that you can share with everyone else that you're using the products. So how do you get the products? Well, you have to buy them. You don't really get much for free. And, you know, so there, right there is using your own money. Um, and you can tell yourself as much as you like that you'll use the money that you earn. But I promise you, I promise you that um, that's not always the case. You might also have to pay for like trainings. Um, you might have to, you might want to go to these company conferences that they do. Went to Tampa three times um, and the associated costs of that. I mean, thankfully, I used to get a lot of air miles. So I used to actually get my flights reasonably cheap. But yeah, it's um it's expensive and these costs really do add up and often can leave women really really in debt um and so the one of the worst things i think about multi-level marketing is that these companies are often marketed as like this amazing solution for women who are looking to have this work-life balance that they're able to um, you know, be there for their children, not have to put their children in like a childcare, and that they were able to work, earn money, and still live life. And actually, the opposite is true because you have to work so incredibly much. And that, listen, I have been a business owner myself, a proper business owner. For over 15 years, I know what hard work looks like. And I also know that sometimes there can be a struggle between having a work-life balance. I understand that as well. But the work you have to do unpaid in multi-level marketing is immense. And it is another way that is just fueled by capitalism. Let's break it down for a second. Most multi-level marketing owners, company owners, company founders, CEOs are men. And most recruits to multi-level marketing companies are women. It is just this, this long-standing cycle where the patriarchy and capitalism profits off of the unpaid labour of women. Women are the primary recruits to multi-level marketing and it is them that take on the balance of work and family. When you're in a multi-level marketing company, it is high-pressured, stress-inducing and incredibly time-consuming. Incredibly. And if anything, it does the opposite of giving you a work-life balance. Even, I imagine, when you're in that 0.4%, because you cannot rest on your laurels. Because as soon as it starts to fall away, the whole pyramid underneath you, yes, I went there and compared it to a pyramid, the whole pyramid underneath you, as soon as that falls, your money can just fall away absolutely can 
And so you have to constantly be chasing the sales, constantly recruiting new members, attending events, trainings, meetings. And it actually, your whole life has to be about multi-level marketing, whether you are one of the newer recruits or whether you are in the 0.4% of people who have found success in multi-level marketing. It is a constant hamster wheel and it just it won't change because that's just the nature of the business you just have to keep going there is no I'll rest when I get to this level because you have to keep going and I think it's just so important and essential to educate about what the realities of multi-level marketing is because yeah it is it is a pit of despair (laughs) it really is a pit of despair. Um, and multi-level marketing obviously has more danger than just finances. And as well as, you know, it, like we've been through, it, requ- it requires a lot of um, monetary investment, time and energy. It can take a toll on your mental health. I think it takes a toll on most people's mental health. It can be problematic in relationships and um, family time I think relationships is a biggie because um, I think people who are involved in multi-level marketing put a lot of pressure on whether it be on purpose or, or not so much on family and friends to maybe purchase their products or join them this can cause massive strain in those relationships I am quite thankful that that was not my um, experience within multi-level marketing I just um, actually was not <laughs> ever really talking too much about it to friends and family um, but like I said previously multi-level marketing relies on these really deceptive marketing tactics and what are false promises and ultimately when you come out the other side Reps often feel disillusioned, betrayed, and a little bit concerned about how manipulated they were. Uh, I think people begin to realise they've been misled. And I think that the emotional toll of being in multi-level marketing is really significant. And this negative impact can last a really, really long time after a person has left multi-level marketing. Now, for me, one of the weirdest things I found was Instagram. So I used Instagram before as in multi-level marketing. And then my Instagram became solely a tool for my business. And it became the place that I shared me living my dream life, the products that were changing my life, the business that was changing my life. Everything was connected in some way to my multi-level marketing life. And when I left the company I was with, I felt like I didn't know how to show up on Instagram. And I think it's taken me years (laughs) to actually come full circle and know how to show up on Instagram and it's weird for me because I am a business owner um, with my actual own business and I feel so conflicted about sharing my achievements within a business sense because I feel like it's like the multi-level marketing days and that's just a very small insight into how it messes you up. Now listen, 
I know how alluring multi-level marketing looks. But I think just being able to recognize the dangers and finding out how to escape is really important. And the problem, the problem about what I'm about to share is this. Educating people on how to escape multi-level marketing is almost worthless because people in multi-level marketing are so indoctrinated that they're not here to listen to it and they have to come to it on their own. Um, People who are in multi-level marketing won't have even started listening to this episode. I'm sure of it. And they are the people that will block me, delete me. Maybe they'll leave me a nice like parting comment. Um, maybe they'll make a video about me, etc., etc. And the problem is that one day, I mean, none of that bothers me, right? Let me just put that out there. Um, none of that bothers me because I know one day they will remember our interaction whether it be a blog post they've read of mine, whether it be an Instagram post they've come across, or maybe this podcast episode, I know that one day they will be ready to hear the message. And whether they hear it from me or not is immaterial. And one day they will be open and ready to hear the message. And when they are, they will remember our interaction. And I hope that they don't feel bad about it. I hope they don't feel that they did anything wrong or that I would be angry with them. And I hope that they would understand that I know and I understand the place that they were in and that they weren't ready to hear the message that I was sharing. And that's okay. Um, We all have to come to it in our own time. And um, I just wish they know that um, I don't have any bad blood about anything or anyone who is trapped in multi-level marketing and um, wasn't ready to hear the message because the time will come when they are ready to hear the message. And the most important thing is not that they come and find me and apologize. Um, I don't need that. Um, The most important thing is that they get themselves out. That is the most important thing, that they get themselves out. And hey, I'm happy to talk to anybody who is on the other side of multi-level marketing or is even questioning whether they should leave multi-level marketing. I'm happy to talk to anybody about that and, you know, help them find their way if necessary, because it's a lonely experience when you are not surrounded by the only people that know what you've been through are the people in multi-level marketing with you and if they're not leaving then they don't quite understand it's very complicated and so i yeah i just want anyone to know that if they have ever you know reacted negatively to anti-multi-level marketing content that i've shared like you don't need to come and find me and say sorry The best thing you can do for yourself is to get out. And that's the importance of escaping that cycle. Now, listen, I know that the the promise of quick and easy money is very alluring. um, But we know that they rely on these false promises. And 
I think it's really vital that we get the information out there that multi-level marketing is really not a viable option for building a career. There are many ways you can actually, if you want to, you know, run your own business, there is lots. You are so skilled as a person. You have so much to offer. Find your superpower. Go off and do that. Yes, you're going to have to do it around your main job. Um, and yes, you're going to have to, you know, do it as a side hustle. I hate that word, but um, you have to do it as a side hustle until it pays the bills. But go and do that because that is a much more viable option for your career. And multi-level marketing is not the answer. Um, finding a better path is going to be essential. And I don't want to underplay how difficult escaping the multi-level marketing cycle is because it is a cult. Um, but I think education like this and actually empowerment to, to do it, to take that next step, are really key components in helping women predominantly, but men too, um, but predominantly women just break free from this cycle and, you know, not leave multi-level marketing with all of these hang-ups and just help them just move through these stages to get them out the other side um i think if we can educate more about the dangers of multi-level marketing uh, then you know these people can actually take better control of their lives and not fall into the trap of multi-level marketing like I said, education, empowerment, they're absolutely essential in helping women escape this cycle. And, you know, multi-level marketings lure these people in with promises of financial success, independence, work-life balance, and it just ends up with disappointment and unfulfilled dreams. And so I think that the empowerment and education, they go hand in hand together and we can help give women the tools and confidence to actually leave and maybe find a career and a life that aligns better with their values and goals. Or maybe they just actually just want to go to work at their nine to five and enjoy the rest of their life. Like you don't have to run your own business. Let me put that out there. But with this empowerment, women can feel confident in breaking free from all of these pressures that force them into multi-level marketing in the first place and can help them actually move away from it because there is even when you know you want to leave there are still so many things so many chains that are holding you to it still like I mentioned earlier about you know losing your village and you've just got to do it and, and that sounds so flippant but you've you've just got to follow your path and not stay and waste your money and waste your time and waste your life on something just because the friends that you made while you were there are probably not going to be your friends after. You're just going to have to cut loose. And it's really difficult because those people were a huge part of your life. Um, and the way I like to think about it is, you know, it was a season of life. I don't think badly on these people. And it's, um, you know, I wish them all the best. I think it's really, really essential to just remember that anti-MLM education is not an attack on women or their choices, but instead it shines a light on the exploitative nature of multi-level marketing. And we can empower women through anti-MLM education to make informed decisions about their future and their finances. Multi-level marketing, it, like I said, 
we've got CEOs, founders, you know, the, the people, at, you know, who run these companies are men. And the people who are at most detriment to the messaging of these companies is women. And we have to stop our unpaid labor. We have to stop our unpaid labor. The patriarchy, that's what it wants from us. It's what capitalism wants from us. And I think the most important thing is to remember that anti-MLM education is trying to protect that exploitation of women's financial vulnerability and emotional well-being. So I think when all is said and done, anti-MLM education is not anti-women. I think it is pro-women. We need to prioritise this education and this empowerment to help women escape the cycle of multi-level marketing. We need to help women stop falling prey to it because we are the ones that, you know, are more at risk from it than others. So I'll still be here continuing to educate about anti-MLM and empower women to make those informed choices and just build a fairer place because multi-level marketing is not fair and how it's still legal is beyond me. Okay, guys, it was a long one today. Multi-level marketing, there's always so, so much to say. And I did want to just keep it all in one episode. Um, you know, when you split it and then it's over several weeks, I prefer, I just prefer to keep it all together. So sorry it was such a long one. I hope you enjoyed it, though. I think there's some really, really great, valuable information in it. If you want to follow me over on Instagram, I talk a little bit about um, anti-MLM education there and you can follow me there at life on plot 44 you can also head over to my website which is the slowlivingcollective.com and you can find the show notes and everything else for today's episode there thank you so much for listening to today's episode i will catch you in the next one but until then able to go ahead and leave me either a rating or a review wherever you listen to your podcast I would be oh so grateful they actually absolutely make my day I read every single one of them and I'm so grateful to each and every one of you for listening to this little podcast because I love it and I love to hear that you guys love it too so until next time I will speak to you in the next episode 